Hey, I'm Hard Rock Joe. And I don't remember the rest of that commercial. Really? But the fact is, like, sometimes when someone references something you don't understand, you'll think to yourself, man, am I watching an episode of Psych? That's just another obscure reference that Sean made. Yeah, people don't watch Psych anymore. Which uh, is painful. Yeah, because that makes it's me like old. A, it's like yeah. a show from 2009. Well, That's okay. Even before that, but it's like, it's good. It is a good show. Yeah. And it's constantly showing how inside jokes are not funny to people that... I mean, I, I think that's, I think, yeah, I, I think that's the theme of the show. Inside jokes are not funny to the police department who doesn't understand the references <laughs> you're making. Mm. I think that is the theme of the show. Remember Actually, kids, though, the police don't know your inside jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, though, I feel like that's kind of my life because, because I, I, I watch too many movies that other people just would never, would never, ever watch. Exactly. Like, oh, yeah. Like one of my one of the best things that they did in SpongeBob um, was when they brought in Nosferatu to to flicker on the lights, on and mm-hmm. off the lights. Amazing, amazing. Because it's a joke that absolutely no nine year old would understand, nope. and basically zero adults would understand too. <laughs> <laughs> There's something special about inside jokes, right? Like you have these experience experiences with your friends and then forever you'll be referencing it like the other just today i was telling jd here who's on the show welcome to the show by the way we're we're gonna introduce you in a second oh okay don't say your name yet oh (laughs) shut up no (laughs) i I didn't say my real name so what you you don't know is that he's actually tied to the chair (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean you're already getting a demo for this episode a bunch of inside blocks the door yes so talk about that but (laughs) <laughs> That's just for soundproofing, okay? Oh. They'll never n- hear your screams, right? <laughs> so, at, with inside jokes, though, like, I was telling JD about how me and my friends who play on PC have this joke uh, with Overwatch. Doomfist has this voice line in the game that I just think is the funniest thing in the world. And I say it all the time now. And nobody knows what I'm talking about. He has this voice line that sa- he says, like, and they say chivalry is dead. But I had an experience when I was playing the game where some guy was spamming the voice line and he was like, and they say, and they say, and they say, and they say. And so now I'm just walking around with my friends sometimes and we'll be like, and they say, and they say, and we just say it over and over and over again. And nobody knows what we're talking about, but mm. we just think it's super funny. Mm. I think, I, th- I, think- I think you think it's funny, but <laughs> I do. I don't know. I think those are the best kinds of things the, the things that only happen that are not funny to basically oh, anybody yeah. else but are are funny to the like very immediate group of people you're with is that why our show's not growing probably yeah because <laughs> things are the things we it's, talk about are not funny they're funny to us but but they're funny to, to the else. few oh yeah and that's what we're that's pretty much what our show topic is about but yeah. it, it's basically in a form of movies yes today Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Everything Comes From Something, episode 47. This is the weird things that stuck with us from movies. My name is Isaac Ransom. I'm Cameron Tuttle. And I'm J.D. Polson. There you go. He got it right. That's three lashes off your whips tonight. <laughs> yes. So, 40 lashes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, today's episode is just about movies. I mean, what's new with this show? Yeah. And I've co-opted the show to be a, a movie podcast, basically. Cool. You got your degree for something. Mm. <laughs> Every movie degree comes from something. Something. Usually it's um, a lack of ambition and um, no actual talent or skill. That's usually what a, a what a film degree comes with. I thought you were going to say usually it comes from USC, but 
That's okay. No, that it actually very rarely comes from USC. Oh. <laughs> Usually it comes from like uh, UC Long Beach <laughs> <laughs> or, or uh, S- uh, Cal you, State Long Beach. You, you, you see Atlanta. Okay, mm. and on that note, Everything Comes From Something is a unoriginal podcast about unoriginality, which is just a broad statement for us to talk about whatever the heck we want. Basically. If yeah. you enjoy the show, check us out at patreon.com slash ECFS podcast. We are posting on social medias at ECFS podcast, uh, except for Twitter, which is ECFS pod. And you can give us a rating on iTunes and tell a friend because that is how podcasts grow. Picking this topic today was a little difficult because JD's here. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Hi everyone. I'm a I'm a difficult person, apparently. <laughs> no, we just wanted you to have something that you could actually talk about. For I fun. like that True. shade. Oh my god, it's not even shade. The first time I was on the show, they told everyone I'm loud. Well, so we got your game that. turned down just a little bit. Did we? Did we <laughs> warn everybody? What that that JD's loud. Well, so here's the thing. This trio right here goes back a long time. Oh, a hundred percent. So yeah. if oh, yeah. in about you know thirty seconds to five minutes, you're completely lost. This is your apology in advance. Mm. This episode is pretty much just going to be a bunch of friends laughing about maybe inside jokes or experiences with movies that you may or may not have seen. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, we're on to a good start. Again, like the rest of this, the, 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 the rest of the show, basically. Yeah. I think we actually have a good coverage of, well, I have a ton of movies. If you haven't seen one of these movies, come on, man. That's, that's how I feel about it. Like I literally have Avengers Infinity War on my list. Mm. So yes. This topic came about because we were actually talking about discussing westerns, and then for some reason Cameron made some stupid obscure reference, <laughs> and then I was like, "Dude, isn't it weird how strange things stick with us from movies?" Mm, yeah, like if you list, you look at a list of the last fifty movies you've watched, you might be surprised on what little things stuck out to you in those movies. Like this, this topic actually came out when we were talking about Birdman. <laughs> And there's a scene in Birdman where this guy is on a roof with Emma Stone and he talks about how as much as he'd like to have sex with her, he just can't because he's had too much now and he just there's nothing that turns him on anymore. <laughs> and I was like, I literally don't remember anything else about Birdman except for that scene. And I feel scarred by it. Mm. Mm. And Birdman, it's, it's a very scarring movie. It's not. It wasn't. It was just weird. I was like, is that like it's strange of all, of all the things to scar you? You're like, you're like, is this what I have to look forward to when I'm old? Exactly. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Exactly. That's that's what it was in my brain. I was like, am I just? Mm, it's I, gonna mean nothing to me, dude. Mm. You're good. They got Viagra. That's what it's for. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> I, well, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but that, but but on that note, I was like, man, it's really weird what sticks with me yeah. from movies. What. I mean, we were sort of discussing it before the show started, but let's get the list going. Yeah, let's do it. What are some movies that have weird stick-out moments to you? I can go first if we want. Sure. After that pregnant pause, maybe. Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I don't know why. I always It's always random quotes. Just like scenes that have always just been like, they make me laugh, and they usually don't make other people laugh. But, because like, okay, so we've grown up together, and- like, there's jokes that we will tell to each other that we think are funny. Right, like the the beginning of this podcast, we're oh, referencing yeah. a Totino's Pizza Roll commercial from Tim and Eric that which we is just a, think is hilarious. Yeah, well, which is a late night show on Adult Swim, the thing everyone watches. But but the interesting thing about that commercial was that it was an actual real trailer for... The, uh, it was a pre-roll ad for right. YouTube videos. It was a five-second ad that I experienced on a late night. <laughs> And you were like, you were like, what, what is, is going this? on? Yeah, I was and so, so you entertained. Showed us, you showed us, and you were like, guys, you have to see this ad. 
If you, this is the weirdest thing. I am if not going to lie. Tim and Eric made Totino's money off that ad. Oh, because sure. we bought oh, pizza rolls afterwards. Yeah, mm-hmm. 100%. As a joke. I'm sure Purple not Mattress even, is very thankful for Tim and Eric's ads that they did for them on Did YouTube. you guys know that Tim and Eric had an ad campaign for Shrek 3? Really? I'm I'm kid I kid you not the the weird Salome guy with the puppet doll he has a puppet of Shrek <laughs> and they're just talking about how you gotta go buy tickets to see Shrek the third it makes no sense look it up look up Salome if anyone oh, listening oh gosh Salome is the weirdest video too mm-hmm. Tim and Eric's you know epic saga of videos is just painful and hilarious to sit through maybe, maybe we should poop tube. Poop tube I is another one that <laughs> we oh dude Bob and I I Bob was on the episode uh, the podcast uh, a bunch of episodes ago but we always quote it doesn't smell great but it smells better than it used to it's <laughs> like my favorite quote from that no. dude we could literally we could probably do a whole episode on like explaining just Tim and Eric just, just explaining Tim and Eric to explaining people. our uh, our inside jokes yeah. which are just all root back to Tim and Eric Poop I actually tube. think I actually think Tim and Eric. And you guys are probably what make what made me just like a weird person. <laughs> You're welcome. You sure it wasn't Johnny DeRay? Oh, it was definitely Johnny DeRay, yes. partly. If Johnny DeRay is listening was, to I this. was resistant. I was <laughs> resistant to Johnny's weirdness at first. That's true. You know? I think everyone was. Oh, even, of course. Uh, school teachers. Look, I'm glad he stuck with it because that guy, he is hilarious. Oh, yes. He is so funny. He's ahead of his time. I want to get him on the show. We should. I think didn't he do podcasting for a little while? I don't know. Himself? He did he does uh 3D animation. Yes. I think he does the script writing for it. Yeah. But I also No, he did he did the animation. I also okay, think yeah. that he has a podcast. Hmm. And I could not tell you the name of it. I saw a Facebook video of him dancing. <laughs> yeah, that was random. Yeah. Uh, was did like, anyone ever okay. get a video of him dancing in chapel? Oh, oh yeah, hundred percent. I I don't think so, but I've We man. are derailed yes. quickly deep in the what's weeds. the movie you were thinking of jd okay yeah off coming back onto the rails here um so the incredibles there's this random line in the incredibles like right at the beginning where mr incredible goes he's like i just cleaned up this mess can can keep it clean for for 10 minutes and i don't know why that is stuck with me i think i just liked it when i was five and now i quote it to people whenever they either make a mess or they make me have to fix something mm. and i don't mm. want to do it so i quote that that's super funny. For me, it's the line right after that where Elastigirl, my brother and I actually quote it to this day. <laughs> yeah. Elastigirl says, I don't think so. I don't think so. Like exactly with that time. I think she says, uh, <laughs> like, you think you think I'm going to leave all the he- uh, the superheroing or something to the boys? I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what she says. I don't think so. <laughs> but that like that line goes straight into like the, the title. I, I think yeah. I've heard you and Glenn say that, and I was always just like, the frick did he not hear him (laughs) yeah we always say it twice (laughs) it's pretty funny um yeah my brother and i have a lot of inside references just from specific movies we probably just from living together yeah yeah i mean star wars is always big and i'm sure you guys are going to mention some star wars stuff but for me um there was always the line of Mace Windu in episode three where it was like, you are under arrest. Like he said it like just like that. And my brother and I would always like try to practice doing the nostril flares. It was pretty funny. Yeah. Oh dear. You are under arrest. That was like, that's a good line though. Mm. It was fun. Mm. 
Not a good movie, but a good line. <laughs> yeah. I want to touch on Pixar movies. Should we just jump to that? Yeah, let's do I feel it. like okay. Pixar movies... Actually, I, I don't want to jump to that yet. Because, because there's two things that stick with me in movies. There are environments, like environmental scenes that just like are engraved in my mind. And then like moments in movies that stick with me. And I think lines falls under moments. A lot of the environmental like... Uh, I don't want to say scarring... It's like there are just scenes that just stick with you Imprint, for a long time. Yeah, they yeah. bring you awe or something like that. Yeah, um, I I think Jabba's Palace is like one of those just like incredible. Like every single part of that is like stuck in my mind from yeah. just watching it as a kid. You know what I mean? Like like he walks in and there's the Gamorrean guards on the side. You know, and that you know like the, there's just there's like the door, so much. The door to his left that you're like, ooh, what's yeah, in there yeah, yeah, is yeah. also yeah. the droid thing or something like that, right? Yeah. Um, They're like burning its feet or something, right? I want to save the environment stuff for like maybe more of a serious like artistic conversation towards the end of this podcast where we're going to talk about like why are these things sticking with us so much and well, the question why isn't even really relevant, right? Because everyone has a personal experience with a movie, but I just think that that's a little bit more of a genuine and even maybe a touch pretentious of like experience sharing and so if you want to hear that stick around let's stick with like the weird stuff for now okay what do you have cameron what's a weird i always love that scene oh there's so many scenes from princess diaries because oh my gosh. i love that movie <laughs> so much like uh, genuinely like unironically i think that's a that's uh, a really good movie we've had a, a <clears throat> moment talking about popping the balloons on the, on the <laughs> wall in the fire station yeah i don't know why that like really stuck with me as a kid, because I was like, well, A, their house is really cool because she's got a fire pole up to her bedroom. That's fun. But then B, she there's just this random scene where her mom, her mom is supposed to be an artist. <laughs> and right, I, right. And I put that in really heavy air quotes. <laughs> when you said Princess Diaries, my mind immediately went to Princess Bride. I was like, oh, yeah, that's a quotable movie. And then you said, she had a fire pole in her house. She's <laughs> popping balloons on the wall. I was like... Did he just have a stroke? What? <laughs> what is going on? No, no, no. Princess Diaries. Yeah, oh, okay. with Anne Hathaway. The only <laughs> other thing I remember from that movie is there's this weird shack that I think she kisses a guy in. Yeah, and then they tip over the shack. <laughs> They're shacking up. No, 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 no. She's changing in the. Sh- oh no, yeah, she does kiss a guy in the yeah, shack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she gets her foot stuck in a in a net or something. That's all I remember. <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing. But, but then there's the, the scene where the queen she she's like getting into a car, and then Anne Hathaway is like, "Oh, scoot over," and then she's like, "A queen never scoots." <laughs> what? <laughs> and I'm like, I I. <laughs> Why is that stuck with you? I, I don't know. There was a movie I watched I, called Richie Cameron's Rich as a kid, and you just triggered this in my mind. But he had a roller coaster in his backyard. Mm, that mm, sticks mm. with me. Oh, yeah. No, I think I think what it, I think it was the first inkling of like, well, that's an abuse of power. <laughs> <laughs> when I was a kid, I was like, oh, how rude! She doesn't scoot. <laughs> I think like kid movies that you watch over and over. As a kid, there's like certain scenes that stick with you that you think are so funny because you've watched it a million times. You're just looking for something to find entertainment. Mm, yeah, in. no, that's true. Um, like in Star Wars, when you first notice the stormtrooper bumping his head or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't really know what you're talking about, though. Oh, there's a there's a scene in A See? New Hope where he there's a stormtrooper who bumps his head on the door. Yeah, he's like yeah. walking through and he just bumps his head. On I the haven't door. seen. No, I don't even know what oh, you guys really? are talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll we'll show you later. But yeah, it's a thing. For me, 
every time we were going to watch Home Alone as a kid, and this is not the thing that sticks with me now. All, of course, all I quote is like the keep the change and a whole cheese pizza to myself. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. But, <laughs> but the, only thing that, the only thing that stuck <laughs> with me as a kid was the furnace scene. Oh, yeah, that, where he oh. gets scared by the furnace. I just remember thinking as a kid, I've never seen a furnace do that. <laughs> and, I, and I'm also like, I was just thinking more and more about it, and I was like, whose furnace looks like that? It yeah. looks like a huge, like, hell monster. Yeah, I've never seen a... F- I don't think I've ever seen a furnace. Like a, f- <laughs> like yeah, a furnace th- like that. Isn't a, f- a furnace like a gray cylinder-looking thing that heats your house? No, that no, no. That's the water heater. Oh. I don't know anything about owning no, property. Well, I think it's because we live in California. We have no need to heat our homes, really. No, mm. I, my home's got a heater. Well, you live in San Francisco. That's a little no, different. No, 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 no. Well, it's got a heater, but it doesn't have a furnace. Yeah, no, it doesn't have a friend. Yeah, yeah, that that was that's interesting. Yeah, dude, some of the movies I watched as a kid were like super like Buzz's I, girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Woof. <laughs> oh. Um, I watched Transformers one a lot, like in my middle school years, and one of the lines I always quote with my oh brother my gosh. is this line where there's this guy who sells cars and he's like, "Listen, kid." Drive it on, or it's like the kid. Oh my gosh, I can't even say it. He says, "Listen, kid, driver don't pick the car. The car picked the driver." <laughs> and I just thought that was the funniest line in the world. Because the, the car picks him. Yeah, I That's, know. Yeah. Wow. Wow. But I also would play with my toys as a kid and say that line <laughs> when I was playing with cars, mm. <laughs> and then have the car run over people. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Bay writing for for true visionaries. Mm. Yeah, that mm. movie's for kids, dude. <laughs> that, it's strange. It is, yeah. It's for kids, but then there's a bunch of strange adult humor in it. <laughs> that makes no sense about the. Not as bad as the, not as bad as the second one though. The second one is really weird. Yeah, and then they just have Lincoln Park playing in it. Yeah, oh, I don't know who the second one was for. To be honest, I don't think they knew either. No, it was for Michael Bay, the big robot with the balls. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I remember from that. The, the racist uh uh Honda Civic. Yeah, the two it was it was the first time it was the first time I've ever genuinely seen someone depict white people in racism. And I was like, whoa, good job. Super weird. <laughs> Alright, Cameron, what movies you got? Um <clears throat> Oh, another one that, that just like is a gold mine, I think, is the the Emperor's New Groove. There's yeah. so many there's it's, there's so many parts of that movie. Well, one of them is when Kronk is he's trying to like secretly sneak um, uh, Kuzco out of the city, and he's got him in the bag. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, and he's like d- going down the down the steps, and then he then some some civilian like walks by, and he like presses himself up against the wall, and he's like, <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then who's the voice going. actor for Kronk? Oh, I can't remember. Is it Bruce Campbell? <sighs> Let me. No. I'll look it up. Because whoever does a voice of Kronk, like he nails it. Nailed it. Is yeah, so so not. good in that movie. Kronk, pull over. I'm tired. <laughs> I'll put that flea in a box. I'll put that in a this, bigger box, the, and then a smaller box, and then I'll smash send it, it myself with a hammer. <laughs> smash it with a hammer. 
It's brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> the scene I remember from Ember's New Groove is the scene where they're like back to back in the cliff. Oh, you yeah. know what I'm talking about? And there's the weird part where they're literally holding each other up by their necks. Yeah. And I was thinking as a kid, I was like, how? How is that that they're holding themselves up by their necks? That's crazy. It's Patrick Warburton. Oh, man. Yeah. So he's, I wonder what other work he does. He, he was in... Men and he does a lot of voice acting work actually. Yeah, he think he's the he's Lemony Snicket in the series of unfortunate events series. On is he still, yeah, the new how one. old is he? Uh, he is fifty four. Dude, yeah. we gotta cast him in like a video game. I think his the big he role. Kind of looks does. like a a larger Nathan Fillion. Yeah, yeah, that is weird. I think he also plays uh, the guy in the wheelchair from Family Guy. Is he the voice of? The green superhero character in Ratchet and Clank. Mm. I, I think maybe actually that those doesn't that sound right? Yeah, I, I'm not sure, but that would be the only other time mm. I would hear someone Kronk like. Mm. Maybe it's the mm. big chin. I'm surprised you guys aren't saying the like the meme from Kronk when he everyone always quotes it for like homework when he goes, ah, Cusco's poison. Poison for Cusco. The poison specifically made for Cusco. Cusco's poison, and it's always like tagged with like when you have to when you have to write like an extra four senses to get the the word count. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. 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 I, I just remember the uh, the squirrel with the squeak squeakity squeaker part. Squeak squeakins. Yeah. yeah. You know, I do love how Kronk, a best character in that in that movie, which is why oh, yeah. the sequel terrible. Why the sequel <laughs> revolved around Kronk. But I love how Kronk is just like an aspiring chef, too. And he, he, when they're at the dinner with, with Cusco, he's he's like, oh, my spinach puffs. <laughs> he's, he's like, saved him. That's a good movie. That's so a really good. fun movie. It's really excellent. This is making me want to watch Sam for his new groove again. Yeah, totally. That, I think that movie is like criminally underrated. Oh, yeah, definitely. Speaking of movies that are criminally underrated, have you guys seen the movie The Road to El Dorado? Yeah. No. Yeah, I okay. have. It's when this, I was a kid. Yeah. It's this old animated movie. I think it literally... I was looking it up today. It came out in like 2000. But like, it's like a really quotable movie, but like nobody talks about it anymore. Mm. It was like... I think it, I thought it was really good. It was but, like an old school DreamWorks movie, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, I, I wrote down one of the lines in it. I don't know why they play this like, if, if you don't know what it's about, it's about these two guys who end up going to El Dorado and they find it, but most of the movie takes place in it. But they have to like pretend to be gods in order to like fit in. Otherwise, they're like, if you're not gods, we're going to kill you. And they're like, oh, great. And so, but there's this scene where they have to play this like, this sport that's like hip ball. It's like basketball but with your hips only. Hmm. And like, I don't know, there's one random part where someone goes, the hips, Tulio, the hips. And I always just remember that for no reason. <laughs> but <laughs> nice. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Well, talking about a movie that most people probably have seen, there's this scene in National Treasure 2. Oh, Literally could not tell you what that movie's <laughs> about besides there are these underground concrete tunnels and he steals the president. Um, but <laughs> there's a well, scene. Oh, we got we to steal a president. <laughs> You're like, you can't steal a person. <laughs> there's a scene where like, also, like, what's the deal with the president being like, well, I guess you're just stealing me. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. you're being kidnapped or abducted. Well, no, he trapped him in a tunnel and said, I've got you now. Yeah, it's so. really like a, a really poor kidnapping. Yeah. You know, he does a really bad job. I feel like the he president, shows him a secret tunnel. The and... president just goes along with it because he's just like, this guy's not going to get very far. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's a really weird movie, actually. Yeah, because the, the one scene I remember is the scene where he sticks his hand in a rock and he starts screaming <laughs> as if his hand got cut off by some secret trap. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, just kidding, I'm Nicolas Cage. <laughs> right? Like, that's like his whole thing. And I was like, Because that always, right. like... That always freaked me out as a kid. I think it's probably PTSD from Indiana Jones, where um, he, he oh, she puts oh, her yeah. hand in the oh, bug yeah, hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, that that yeah, that's gross. <laughs> terrified me. Yeah, I, I rewatched that movie, and maybe it's just because I'm old. But I watched it, and I was like, just man up, dang it! <laughs> People are gonna die. But totally. I the other thing that always scared me in the, in Indiana Jones too was when he comes back through the. Um, he comes back in the very beginning. He comes back through the hallway before the in Raiders rolling. Yeah, yeah. Before yeah. the Rolling Rock thing, and um, and he sees his 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 buddy who who betrayed him. Yeah, and he's like impaled on the spikes. I was all, I always oh, scared yeah. that always scared me. Yeah. when I was a kid. Well, he it, ditched him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of iconic scenes in Indiana Jones, and I think those are popular films. So a lot of people have different things that stick with them. Strangely enough, the middle of the last crusade sticks with me a lot like why do they steal that guy's car after getting cra- crashing the airplane like that i'm always thinking about that the old man and they just jack his car <laughs> and then the airplane ra- they- races them in the yeah. tunnel after the, like the airplane tries to follow them through a tunnel and it gets its wings cut off and then the mm, airplane yeah, passes yeah, them yeah. in the car and the pilot is just like What's going on? <laughs> I don't know what this movie is anymore. Right. And then then there's this crazy scene where the dad uses an umbrella to murder an airplane pilot <laughs> yes. by fl- like scaring the birds. birds. Yeah. Uh, then there's I mean that's similar to the to the chase sequence in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull where he drives a motorcycle through the uh through the library and then he swings on the branches with monkeys. Yes. I don't remember anything about that movie the, except for the refrigerator and the <clears throat> nuclear bomb. Oh yeah, 100%. Okay. And the gopher. Yeah. There's like a gopher next to him. I remember the gopher. Yeah. yeah. The super realistic gopher. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible. That Nuketown was cool because I was playing Black Ops which, What's, by the way, is my favorite video game. It's the only video game I talk about on this podcast. I've, yeah, it is. <laughs> Even though you're, you're going back on your review of 4 and all that. Oh, yeah. That, mm-hmm. That's a stain on my name, dude. My Black Ops <laughs> 4 review on YouTube, one of the three or two videos we put out on everything comes from something. I said that the game was good, and I don't stand by that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I actually don't like the game as much as I used to. Well... Isaac, this is your Call of Duty cycle. We've talked about this. It's not true. You'll you'll buy someone will buy you Call of Duty for Christmas. You will swear you will you will bet the farm that it is the best Call of Duty that has come out. And then three to four months later you're like, actually it's not that good. Here's what I want to say. For the record, let's just go through it. Okay? For okay. you Call of Duty nerds. Oh jeez. Black Ops one. Said it was great, still is great. True. Modern Warfare three. Liked it at first. Started to hate it, hated it forever, actually like it now. Weird, Which but Black, okay. o- Black Ops <laughs> yeah. 2. Constantly tried to convince myself that it was the best Black Ops, Nope. but it wasn't as good as Black Ops 1. I was in denial for a long time. Then I learned to hate it, went back to it. It's all right. Okay, Call of Duty Ghosts sucked from the beginning. Advanced Warfare. You said you liked Ghosts. I remember this. You liked Ghosts at first. You said you liked how Probably big the maps were. Probably for like were. the first week. Yeah. Okay. This is just this is beef between JD and I. Okay, <laughs> this is what this is. All right, advanced warfare. I was 
You'd like liked, that. I you liked, liked it. it. Yeah, I liked it. And okay. to this day, don't actually have too many hard feelings against it, just because it, it just doesn't play like Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. But there's no other shooter that plays like it. I want to give Sledgehammer credit. There's no other uh, advanced movement game that plays like Advanced Warfare. Titanfall? Nope. Really? There's no wall running in it. There's no wall running in Advanced Warfare. Oh. So Doesn't that just mean Titanfall is better? Yeah, sure. You can say it, but there's yeah. no... I, I got to give him credit. There was nothing else like it, right? Sure. Then after Advanced Warfare, oh, jeez. Anyways, can we just stop talking no. about Call of Duty? Black Ops 3. Why are we doing this? Black Ops 3. I <laughs> kind of liked, liked it, it, and I don't like it now. Yeah. Okay? And then was Infinite Warfare I never played. Uh, World War Two didn't like it from the beginning, and I still don't like it. Uh, Black Ops Four liked it at the beginning. Now I don't like it at He's all. He's basically you basically just proved his point. Like there's one or two that you liked for all the way. One that you hated all the way through, as you claim. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyways, I want to get back to movies. Okay, this is a yes. movie show. <laughs> Wait, what are we talking about? <laughs> We're talking about quotable quotes and all that, or oh. things that stick with us. Let me tell you what sticks. There's a scene in Pulp Fiction with a needle. Oh my gosh. And that scene, like, I, it is intense. The guy, like, shoves a needle. In. You said earlier that nothing else from that movie, like, you ne- you don't remember anything else from that movie. I remember a scene where they're sitting in the car talking. When he- and there's also a scene with, uh, like, a walkway to the entrance of a mansion. That was very vivid. I was paying attention to the lights on the ground of the walkway being like, that's really cool architecture. It's super weird what sticks with me. The movie, like, I could kind of piece together what it was about. Um, and then I love the end of the movie, too. The Wait, end of the movie's good. But on, like, pause. The, what mansion? Was there a mansion in Pulp I don't Fiction? remember. I don't it's remember. It's the girl's house. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I guess not really a mansion. It's but a house. house. But it, it was a, a nice fancy, house. It was like a house in Beverly Hills. Yeah. Like, yeah super yeah. nice. Yeah. I... One of the things that always sticks for me from the first time I watched Pulp Fiction um, was that they, you don't notice that in the diner scene um, they have their their Santa Cruz banana slugs shirt on. Yes. <laughs> until <laughs> until you like go back through and you look at it, you like ha- you you totally forget that they're they're dressed different. Oh no no no! It's the scene where they walk in um, to to the guy with the band. What's his face? Um, th- they walk in yeah to his bar and you don't realize that they're wearing the banana slugs <laughs> shirt <laughs> because they had just been from from Quentin Tarantino's house. Yeah. Do you remember this? No. Okay. I don't even know what you're talking about. That's fine. Anyways. But th- isn't that something that you have to see on multiple watches? Yeah, I would say. And I think that's kind of the point we're trying to get at, right? Is it's like these movies that you watch over and over and over again, there's things that stick with you. Mm. And then sometimes you watch a movie and you can't remember anything and there's just like one thing that sticks with you. Like when I watched Avatar, the only thing I remember is the hair intercourse that happens between the two aliens how did you make it worse by saying intercourse (laughs) i don't know there's just these little hair strands that come together yeah it's their hair their hair is connecting yeah i don't remember anything from that movie all i remember is being like well that sucked yeah i was like that was pocahontas i remember thinking isn't this just dances with wolves (laughs) the whole time I mean, yeah, it is. Except, you know, the blue. That movie was supposed to be good, right? Everyone was like, oh, it was so well, good. It was the first. It looked really good. I forget they invented some technology yeah, to go with it. Well, <clears throat> they used live motion capture and live 
pre-rendered animations. Yeah. So basically on set, they had the actors hooked up with those balls. You know what I'm talking about? Right, right. Yeah. And then on screen, on the monitors, they had a pre-rendered, like low texture um, version version of of what was going to be on screen. Okay. So that's probably easier to... Easier, and, easier yeah. to visualize. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of things that stick with you, I don't know why those. You know how they wear those balls yeah. for like the for animating and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. There is. Speaking of obscure though, there used to be this old old uh, commercial on Spike where Jack Black was wearing one of those suits and he was doing like fighting game moves and he was listing off three. But I always remember the last one he did. He goes Shh, and like swears, but he goes. Storm, and then like some guy behind him starts pouring a bucket of all those balls behind him. What? I don't understand. Was it for Brutal Legends? I I don't know. He was. It was just supposed to be like his finisher is just him doing a a crap storm on screen. Hmm. But all you see is like the pre-render when he's just wearing the gray suit. It was so stupid. I don't know why I remember it. Okay. Jeez. Jurassic Park, I never understood that movie. Really? Uh, I love Jurassic people, Park. Yeah, people love Jurassic Park. I watched so Jurassic good. Park, bro. I watched it and I was just kind of like, eh, all right. It's, it's the ultimate movie. zoo. That's what it's supposed to be. Is this exciting zoo that man? That John Williams score. There's yeah. like tension. It's like re- it's a really good movie. Mm-hmm. I just remember watching it a long time ago and just kind of being lukewarm on it. Mm. And I don't think it's anything against the movie, but the only things I remember from the original trilogy of Jurassic Park is there's this scene where a man gets eaten by two T-Rexes, almost like they're kissing, mm-hmm. and he's ripped in half. And I was like, whoa, that was pretty intense. And then there's another scene in Jurassic Park 3 where they're looking for a cell phone, and it's in a big pile of poop. <laughs> Great. And it's ringing. But that's all I remember. Those are the things that stuck with me from Jurassic Park. I remember we had to do an exercise in script writing class um, in high school. Were you mm-hmm. in that class? I don't think I was ever in the script writing class, oh, no. okay. Well, it was an exercise where we had to take the scene where, remember, she goes there in the kitchen, right, and the and the... Uh, the, dino- the, the raptors little, are following Yeah, the little her. raptors yeah. are, like, breathing out in the in the hallway right they're like you know and then they come in the kitchen and they're like hiding they're like walking through the through the uh, like cabinets and whatnot and then they go and they they get into a um into a cabinet and you see it on the reflection of another cabinet and then the the dinosaur comes and runs into the other reflection cabinet and then they run away and we had to, we watched, the, I think we watched that like literally five or six times. Yeah. And we had to, we had to write down, we had to like transcribe basically what you would do if or if you were writing that, oh, that yeah. scene. I had to do the same thing for a scene from Raiders of the Lost Ark when they're, they're fighting like the big Nazi on the, the airport mm, runway. I love that whole, oh my gosh. Actually, speaking of things that stick with you when you're a kid, the that blood. scene scared me so much, but I was like, yes. <laughs> the propellers. Something about getting, propellers oh, yeah. and getting killed by propellers. That's always in Indiana Jones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it happens w- in three. the third one too. Yeah, yeah. with the, the big boat and the blade. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. Steven Spielberg just likes killing people with propellers, I guess. What about, like, the airplane? Eh, I'm trying to think if there's another scene with airplanes and propellers. It doesn't happen in Temple of Doom, does it? No. The only thing that happens with an airplane in Temple of Doom is they... (laughs) <laughs> they jump off the airplane with a with a raft. Yeah. With like oh a life my raft. goodness. <laughs> Can slot. we just say the beginning of Indiana Jones 2 
It's really good. It's cool. Good. Yeah. And it's very different. They're in like the Shanghai Palace. They're like somebody's singing, and then they yeah. try to stab Indiana Jones or no, or they try to shoot him or something. Or is there poison? No, they poison. Poison. Him. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, what yeah. It is. And then they laugh, and then something yeah. happens. He like threatens the girl. And short round. That's yes. The, the only movie that has short round in it. I don't know what Why happened did they bring to that back kid. Short round. Yeah. <laughs> it was he just pre- dropped him off at Indiana the orphanage. Indiana Jones Two was a prequel. <laughs> oh, Indiana Jones really? One. Yeah. It happens before in, oh, the, I didn't in the can. I didn't know that at all. It doesn't really matter. But I just know I, I think oh. I watched something online talking about how Indiana Jones was supposed to be James Bond-esque. And I know I've mentioned yes. this before in another episode, but it was almost like the third one was supposed to be in a Scooby-Doo haunted mansion. That was the original plan for it. Really? The second one? The third one. The third one. Okay. But people didn't like the second one as much because it was so different than the first one that they were like, we'll just do something kind of like the first one again. Yeah. So mm. a Christian artifact, we'll bring in Sean Connery and we'll make it kind of... With, we'll make it with Nazis again. That's like that was the theme that they jumped with again. So mm-hmm. it's it did well, and you can see um, artwork of a haunted mansion come out with the Nazi castle at that's the in, end. Yeah, that's it. No, no, it's or, in in the middle of the movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, oh, so that was like they with the set they were gonna use or they, something like they that. They still used concept uh, stuff from okay. the original idea. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I kind of love um, Temple of Doom. Kalima. Yeah, that scene where they ripped the uh, heart out scared uh, me yeah. so much when I was a kid. All of these oh, movies terrifying. scared me when I was a kid. They have they like remember why they stuck with you, right? Yeah, yeah, the, it definitely. They, is. they eat monkey brains. They have a pregnant snake, which actually doesn't make any sense. I thought that then, was cool though. I built the slave mines with Legos <laughs> as a kid. <laughs> you we know, built it. We you built have the puppet child. It was the coolest <laughs> Lego creation my brother and I ever made because we built a mine cart uh, thing. And also, like, it was just so much fun to play because we would play with our Lego figures and make them. And then like, you had, like, a, a handful of mini mini figures. Well, it was like we made... <laughs> the children's size Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we did the mini because we used Ewok legs, so they'd all yes. be little kids, right? Yes. Um, what we did to make it fun, the reason it was so fun to play with as a kid is the fact that it would be, like, a collecting game where you'd have to, collect, like, save the slaves and kill the slave masters. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> we were weird kids, dude, but it was fun. I mean, I guess killing slave masters isn't the worst thing you can do. <laughs> See, yeah, the thing about, of, of all of the things that scared me about that movie, and mm-hmm. that movie scarred me probably the most oh, of, yeah. of almost any movie that I had seen when I was a kid. I think that movie scarred me the most, but... The thing that I just totally didn't even like didn't even register to me until I was older was that they were they were child slaves yes. <laughs> at the end of that movie. Yes. I like totally didn't I was like, ah, what's this? They're going through a they're going through a little thing. Eh, whatever. <laughs> and then they thing. come out then they come out on the bridge and then they have another terrifying scene where where he has to where he cuts the bridge and he has to climb up on the bridge. And that scared me. But the child slaves had no no impact on me. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, well, nothing was happening to the the child slaves. Yeah, you say. they were pretty separate from people getting their hearts ripped out. There's a specific smell that I associate with the Temple of Doom because the only time I got to watch Temple of Doom was when I stayed at this cabin up in the woods that had a very specific mm. smell. Hmm. Interesting. So we would watch the VHS of Temple of Doom there because my parents are like, we don't watch this one. It's weird. And, <laughs> but, but there were no other good VHSs there, so we'd watch Temple of Doom there. Mm. And so now that movie has the smell of old couch. Hmm. Go with Interesting. it. Interesting. Nice. It's weird. I, yeah, there are, there are like some smells that bring you back to like memories. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, totally. I, I think I think don't haven't they said like smell and memory are like very highly connected? Oh, totally. Yeah. I there's, think so. There's definitely situations that I go into where I still smell like some familiar smell. Mm. And I, I don't even know where to like connect it to. I just remember it in certain situations. Yeah. It's it's weird. Interesting. The scent of Taco Bell and Yes, mm. and friendship. There we uh, go. <laughs> there's a what is it? Speaking of being scarred by the Temple of Doom, I remember as a little kid, I hadn't seen it, but it was like playing on TV and all I saw was the dinner scene with like the monkey brains and the the bowl mm, with yeah, eyes. Yeah. And I saw just that scene and I was literally that the girl in that scene who's freaking out cuz I was just I saw that scene I was like I'm done and I was like I can't watch this. <laughs> But, See that never scared me when I was a kid. The monkey. Yeah. It looked like Jello. Yeah. It, it, pro- it it was Jello, obviously. Yeah. I don't know. That that didn't really stick with me yeah. too much. Is it, that is that scene racist? Is is that, is that movie okay? racist? <laughs> no, but like that scene, like they don't eat monkey brains in like India. <laughs> I don't know, dude. That movie. Most is of them on are vegans, else. right? <laughs> it's but, a weird movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I mean, still. What a hand what a, crawl in the in the bug yes. hole yeah. that scared Yuck. me. The there's human skins like in the temple too, if you've noticed. Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah, weird. Of course, and then the heart ripping out. Yes, terrifying. It's weird that stuff scars us. But then JD and I uh, were playing Mortal Kombat 11 yesterday, and the violence and grotesqueness in that game is so over the top that it like it doesn't even stick with you. It's funny point. though. It is funny. Like that stuff. It's. I think about that with with movies that are so overly, uh, like grossly violent, like like Kickass. Kickass is like one of those movies where it's like, oh my gosh, this is like extraordinarily violent, but it's oh, yeah. hilarious. I just saw John Wick three. Oh yeah, that movie was. I hadn't seen any John Wick. It was absurdly violent. Yeah, yeah, and oh, yeah. so much fun. Like you should watch I, the first two, dude. It's I, fun. Yeah, but the the theater experience was great mm. like we mm. sat there and people would be like oh 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 <laughs> like it was like the whole the whole crowd was like having those moments with yeah. the movie i mean if you ever get a chance to see a john wick movie uh like an opening weekend i highly recommend it yeah. I, i'm gonna go see the fourth one so i remember when you were talking about john wick i also for some reason i i kind of understand why i realized this but like i connected it with the movie the raid because like both of those movies are just like action high octane from like the very beginning so, if you like John Wick, you'd probably like that movie just because it's so like action nonstop. I heard the great. Raid Two was like really really excellent, but I haven't seen him. I think they're both. I haven't seen the Raid Two, but the I saw the Raid One, and that one was really good. Mm. So it, I, if Raid Two's good too, then so be it. So as far as like crazy octane action, if that's even isn't that what you just said? Yeah. Mad Max Fury Road definitely oh, has oh, yes. moments that stick with you. For me, 100%. this kind of goes into the environmental scenes that that et- are etched in my brain. But bullet farm. There's a there's a <laughs> <laughs> bullet farm. <laughs> there's a great scene where uh, the the girl is like yelling in the sand, and that is like a oh, really yeah. awesome awesome scene. Mm-hmm. I love that part. Um, also, the weird blue desert land with the thing and its legs walking the 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 crow people yeah the crow mm, people just there yeah. that was cool i like that stuff that's I, like my favorite action movie by far i love that guy who's got um a silver nose he's like yeah. he's like the big guy and, and he's, he's got he's got cutouts in his suits with his nipples, nipples being yeah, yeah yeah amazing he's so from, good he's from gas town yes, yes. yes. <laughs> have you noticed his feet 
No. no. His feet are horrifying. They're like stumps. They're not normal feet. <laughs> they oh. don't even like put the camera on them. They're just there that for one scene. That movie is so fun. I had a baby brother. You know, <laughs> no, no. You know what was the best part about that movie? Knowing that they built all those cars. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If you watch that movie and look at it from a perspective of like, these people had a ton of fun making this movie. Someone owns those cars right now. It is. They have them somewhere. It is so cool. Like, yeah. I think they probably would have dismantled most of them and then kept a couple on, like, they're, on display. They're probably yeah. very, very dangerous cars to be driving around. Well, not in like the plains of Australia or wherever. No, yeah. it's it's flat and all you got to worry about is dingoes. Trying to get rid of those emus. <laughs> those strap, emus. A, strap a Louis gun to the top. Don't the start another emu di- war. Don't say- oh, the emu war. <laughs> you know it. When you guys started talking about that, I thought you said emo war. Emu war. <laughs> and my life had to pieces. <laughs> the emo war. Speaking of, also there's that dude who... He's like the the drummer boy, but all he does is play the guitar. He's yeah. like strapped to the yeah. front oh, of the yeah, car. Yeah. Love it. That's amazing. Absolutely. That's love Cam- it. That's Cameron's spirit animal, right? Yes. Like, <laughs> Dude, they had a pop figure of that guy, and I was very close to buying it, but I'm poor. So. It's so good. Oh, yeah. It's like, and then his his guitar is also a flamethrower. Yes. <laughs> it's just amazing. That that is like that was a real flamethrower too, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm telling you this, Lego. If you ever make another oh. cool ideas thing, you gotta make that that tanker. That yeah. Mad Max tanker would be the coolest Lego set ever. But or, I or don't the guitar know, guy's car. Have you seen the Legos that are coming out lately? They just did a Stranger Things like oh, really? crossover. They're doing oh, like wow. adult Legos. They're doing a, they're definitely adult Legos. Like Dang. the Stranger Things thing is a house uh, with two trees. But it's upside. There's also an upside down. Wow, so there's two trees cool. holding it up with a house upside down. You can oh, flip it over anytime. It's two hundred bucks. That's, that's cool. Awesome. But it's like it's pretty much an adult toy. At yeah. That point. yeah. Now, well, and they're making like car replica Legos for around that same price, like mm. with the engines and stuff for cars. And I'd say saying Stranger Things is an adult Lego is like saying Ghostbusters is like an adult Lego. Well, yeah. I mean, they have Ghostbusters, Tron. Yeah. And like they have a bunch of weird crossovers right now. So. They're doing. They've done like Overwatch, and I mean Overwatch is kid friendly, but I'm trying to think. Hold, hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna cross check that because I'm pretty sure they do. Not May. They haven't done our uh, our favorite D Day Lego like we've talked about oh, in the Lego man. episode. That would be amazing. But, uh, do you guys remember when you predicted the future with Overwatch Legos? Oh yeah. When you talked about it and literally, <laughs> Come on, I think it was, that was like that was bound to happen. Oh yeah, but it was literally like the day after you aired the episode. Really? Yeah. I don't remember. I that. saw it on Facebook like the day afterwards. I, I got to like, say, what? man, people are hyped about the Lego Overwatch stuff, but I don't think they're going to sell well cuz those shops or I mean those those sets are garbage. <laughs> they really are. They're not good. I think kids will buy them just for the the characters though. Yeah, but that's not a I, good no, reason. They need sure. they need Fortnite Legos, and then everybody will buy them. I think they already All have the them. All the kids will buy them. No, they don't. They they don't. Exist? This no? is this is the set, by the way, with the upside down. Um, just for you to see. That's what it really looks cool. Like. That is really really cool. Here, yeah. I gotta see that. I know no one else on the show can see. Neat this, as but. heck. I try to describe it as best as I could. Ooh. All right, you dope. man nerd, give me that. Hey, I'm just kidding, guys. Talk about another movie. I'm gonna try to find adult Legos. Okay, I. I actually wanted to give a shout out to... So we're talking about movies where things or quotes stick with you. I wanted to give a shout out to Spongebob. Oh, a hundred, so many things. There's so many things. From, okay, if you're like, I don't know, you didn't watch Spongebob or something growing up. Like, 
seriously, I feel bad for you. Like, there's so many moments from SpongeBob that I just think are so funny, and I'll just be in a room and I'll remember a scene from SpongeBob. And I'm like, oh yeah. I think we know people who like, you know, no shade, and this yeah. is more like a this is <laughs> more like oh man, that sucks kind of thing. But like people whose parents are like, oh no, SpongeBob is inappropriate. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know I, what I mean. I only got to watch SpongeBob with my uncle. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because my parents didn't pay for TV. Oh so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Well, the thing that I love one of the one of those one of those moments that stuck with me forever is when they go to the future and it's Chrome World. Yes. And SpongeBob's like everything's Chrome, chrome in, in the, the future. future, and then uh, a little sprout pops up out of the ground, and it's not Chrome, and some guy in a truck comes over <laughs> and spray paints it Chrome. Yes. Oh I, I used to be able to quote the episode Bang Geeks by heart. Yeah, I mean, excellent episode. Yeah. Excellent. Big. Meaty claws. <laughs> sorry about your ears there. Oh, sorry. Oh, we tried man. to warn you. I, yeah, I'm, apparently I'm a loud person. There's so, so much in SpongeBob that it's like brilliant, just absolutely brilliant. Mm-hmm. I, that's that's actually sad to hear that you didn't really watch it that much. No, everything I see, I saw from it. I think I've watched all of the first three seasons. That's that's basically yeah. what you need. Yeah. 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 It's it's kind of cool that it's kind of giving a bit of a revival in like it seems like there's a new SpongeBob meme like every other week or something like oh, that. Oh yeah, which no. is I think it's fun. It's it, you know memes are dumb and stupid I guess, but like the fact that the, SpongeBob being a funny show is being reiterated to new audiences is kind of fun. Yeah. I think SpongeBob is the perfect meme generator. Yeah, I think it is. A it was around the right time period, like like where it got a big enough group. A big enough like generational gap that that like people my brother's age to so, like you know twenty five twenty six or whatever mm-hmm. they they grew up you know watching SpongeBob and sort of like you know I don't know when would that be like twelve thirteen and then like our age we were like younger we were like you know eight nine when it first started. Or, no, it started, it started in, in 1999. Yeah, so we were we were young. Yeah, three or but, four. But it kept going for so many years that like, w- I think everybody from our time period who's like in the in the meme landscape, you know, they all know. They all have a SpongeBob connection. Yeah, you know, and and I think I think it's a weird enough show, and a funny enough show that that it just keeps resurfacing. Oh yeah, I think it's going to be a classic. Like genuinely, they're probably gonna do reruns of it eventually. Like on some, they do do reruns. I hope well, they, it comes to Netflix. On, That's what I really. Me want. too. Oh yeah, there's. I think I always try to think of like what's the best episode of SpongeBob because I genuinely think like there's episodes of SpongeBob that I would say are like probably some of the funniest things on television. Like maybe not the smartest comedy on television, but like the chocolate episode is like. If you haven't seen the SpongeBob chocolate sales episode, I don't know what the name of it is, but it's probably one of the funniest 15 minutes mm. of television in the whole world. It is every you're I I don't remember a scene from that that I'm not laughing at. That is just good. Like, I just loved like the stuff with Aquaman and Barnacle Boy, <laughs> Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy. Oh, yeah, whatever. Aquaman. Yeah, <laughs> is Same. this your wallet? <laughs> and uh, and anything with plankton too. Everything with oh, plankton so good. just makes me laugh so much. So, yeah. uh, did, did you guys ever watch the SpongeBob SquarePants movie? Which one? There's two. No, the first one. I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I watched the first it. One. Yeah. I think it's excellent. I think it's really good. It's I, so. Funny. I remember being shocked that there was live action in it. 
and kind of not liking it. I'm sure disconnected me. David Hasselhoff. David Hasselhoff was in it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Speaking of animated and memes, surprisingly enough, the one scene that sticks with me from Shrek, the first movie, um, is the scene where Shrek (laughs) (laughs) Shrek just stomps through all the line barriers into the castle. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's like walking into Lord Farquaad's castle, I think. Isn't that what it is? Lord Farquaad's yeah. castle? Mm-hmm. And there's like all these red, uh, is it like almost like a red cloth? Uh, like Disneyland, like line separated. Right. And he just walks straight through all of them. <laughs> Not saying that's the only thing that sticks to me from that movie, but it is one of the scenes that is always on my mind when I think about Shrek. So. Whenever I think about Shrek, I think about Shrek the musical because I was in the pit band oh, for that I'm and it was sorry. awful. I'm it was very horrific. Sorry. Was Will Lubke in... in that? No, I no, don't think so. Will didn't do theater. I'm pretty sure he was in Shrek the musical. Was he? I Maybe. just he had a feeling. Do you, do you remember Ryan Orlando? Yeah, he was He the, was Shrek. He was Shrek, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. He had to put on the mask. <laughs> I didn't mean to name drop Will. I bet you Will's going to text me and be like, dude, I was not in that play, and I can't believe you name dropped. Can we that. just say Will Lubke was in Shrek and put it in the description? I could put it in the description if you want, but I'm going to forget. Oh, okay. Mm. I'll remind you. Half the time I write my descriptions in two seconds, and that's why uh, you got to put our the executive link to, producer Kiana Layap gets yeah. upset. You mm. should put the link to Salome in the the links to the this episode. Why would we link people to other content that's not our content? Because JD. Tim, Tim, Tim and Eric are worth it. Yeah, they are. Pretty much worth it. Okay. Okay. Last. They're going to understand so much more about this episode if they just see one thing of Tim and Eric. You guys. You guys. You guys. Mm-hmm. Have I told you about how scared I am of saying you guys? There's that scene in the office. Hey, you guys. <laughs> there's a scene. There's a scene in the office uh, where Andy is like, guys, 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 and they're like, please stop, please stop <laughs> saying guys, mm-hmm. and he's like, I just say guys when I'm scared. Um, but it's funny. I do some public speaking stuff for the church I work at and they're always like, Isaac, you can't say guys because there are girls in the audience too. And you can't just be up there and say guys all the time. Well, guys is like a, it's a universal. I always felt like it's like saying mankind in my head. I'm assuming they're telling me that because some grandma complained to them that Um, that young whippersnapper up there saying guys and I am a lady, (laughs) something like that, but I'm a woman. So I have nightmares about saying guys too much. I mm. saw him wearing ripped jeans at church. I'm not surprised that you have nightmares about guys. <laughs> <laughs> you guys laugh like grandpas. Yeah, we know. Well, I don't even know what I was talking about. The office there. Oh, I want to wrap up weird things that stuck with you and then go, go into some like environmental things that stuck with you. In films, mm. uh, the only last two things I have is Jar Jar <laughs> shocking his tongue in the Phantom Menace, <laughs> which is like one of the few things we I, I remember. My tongue, tongue. <laughs> uh, or oh yeah, in Boston ass in that movie. <laughs> Waka Taka Slimo. Oh yeah, what's that, JD? You no, I think it's like before. a scurny dopant Slimo. Yeah, I, I'd have to look it up again, but just like. <laughs> the insults he gives to the, the, the other pod racer guy. He says like he says something he we know he says Slimo. Yeah. But it's <laughs> just look up the look up alien insults I from think the prequels. Everything on Tatooine is like just like bafflingly laugh worthy. Oh yeah. It's I don't a, like you. Okay. Or no We he, don't take Republic Grenadine no only more. Only money. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't we talk about Star Wars all last episode? I think what are we, we did, doing? Yeah. Oh shoot! I didn't know that. 
Yeah, because you don't listen to this show. Oh, why are you even here, JD? You don't even support the show. I was. You don't even listen. to I was it? trying to get a degree the last month, so I wasn't listening to podcasts. I think this is the time. This is going to be our first public execution <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> podcast. <laughs> public execution. Death by all the Legos in your room. Oh man! Don't tell people I have Legos. Oh, how are we? Wait, hang on. <laughs> wait, how are we not talking about how? So we're talking about things that stick with us. Like there's so many people who watch The Office on loop who just quote the randomest things from The Office. Like everyone knows Bears beats Battlestar Galactica in Asian Gym. But like there's so many moments that like people just know. I don't know. The one where he drives his car into the lake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I know where I'm going. <laughs> uh, that was fun. Anything with Dwight is usually pretty memorable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It would, I always think to myself... Would an idiot do that? And I don't do that thing. <laughs> I just, it's weird. I've watched a lot of The Office. I know what you're talking about. I don't think I can quote um, something like super specific from The Office. <laughs> I love the one where he um, he fills his uh, his phone with dimes. Yes. And then he takes the, the dimes, dimes out, out and he hits himself in the head. <laughs> the only thing I quote from The Office is my face. The gym face. I do the gym face all the time. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. true. Yeah, I think so. Most people do now. But mm. my favorite prank he does is the uh, David Copperfield's magical gooms or whatever, or Mr. Copperfield's magical gooms. Oh, he convinces I, I, yes, Dwight he yes, has magic yes, beans. Yes. Oh, I that's don't right. remember. I remember. I do remember that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It kind of bothers me when people are still doing the "that's what she said" joke because of The Office. Yeah, for me, I'm I'm sort of like. Yeah, we know. You've watched The Office. Well, like, f- that's like my, yeah. my instant reaction. I now. always felt like The Office like buried that joke. Like like that the joke of that joke was that it was dead and buried. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I I, I always thought that the joke was that It's dead and gone, but people are still saying yeah, it. Yeah, but he's still he's like still, Harambe. Long live Harambe, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why are you insulting Harambe? Yeah. I'm I'm sorry, okay? <laughs> He lives okay, forever the, and over. Get the knife. Get the knife. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Any any other weird things that stuck with you? Uh, I have um, besides the Phantom Menace. My last thing was in Mission Impossible Four: Ghost Protocol. I constantly remember Tom Cruise uh, using his palm to climb the tower in that movie. But there's like a weird gadget where he puts his palm first, then his fingers. Yeah. And then palm release, and then fingers release. Like that's the one thing I remember where they're like, "This is how you do it: palm, then fingers, palm." And he then doesn't fingers. get it at one point, right? And Have he's you like hanging about- from a from yeah. just his glove? Have you thought about this before you go to sleep? It seems like it's one of those things. Yeah, I was thinking to myself about it in the shower the other day. Like, palm, fingers, <laughs> Were you, your hand palm, against the yes, wall. Yes, fingers. yes, yes. Yeah. I was like, well, if I invented something that could make me climb like Spider Man, so I was like kind of practicing that palm and fingers <laughs> yeah. thing in the shower. I, can- I mean, I swear I'm not lying. I always remember Tom Cruise running in that movie. Running up the thing? Not running. running just up running building. away. He, like running away, he like for some reason runs like perfectly parallel with his arms knife handing into that. the that's, air. That's like his thing. It's so weird. I don't know why he does it. He's very fast. He's so fast. <laughs> is he? What about the, is is it the fifth one or the fourth one where Jeremy Riddle gets shot or, or some agent gets shot off a roof and then he throws a grenade behind him and the grenade becomes a bed. 
and he lands on the bed. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? No. no. Is this this is this a Mission Impossible? I don't movie? remember Maybe. that. I'm not familiar with Mission Impossible. He gets gunned off a roof. He throws something behind him, jumps off the roof, and he lands on a mattress. Hmm. I don't remember that. That's that's a good memory, Isaac. I got memory. I'm not that. <laughs> okay, any other uh, moments, guys? Ooh, I wanted to throw out Psych, mostly because for some reason there's one pickup line I always remember, uh, where, uh, why am I forgetting his name? Gus. Gus. When Gus tells the girl, he's like, "Hey, girl, hear what happened to Pluto? It's messed up, right?" Yeah. And I always just, uh, I was like, I want to use that pickup line one day. I haven't done it yet. But I want to do it. Well, when you tell us how unsuccessful it was, we'll hear about it. <laughs> hey, someone's going to watch Psych and they're going to think it's funny. That's okay. Oh, man. Pickup lines are usually now just, hi, I like you. or and, Well, not like that. That would be weird. But. Well, really you know, know, JD's the Genuine... only one that's single at this table. No, so Okay. Oof. <laughs> Big you know what? Fair. <laughs> I just try to have genuine, real <laughs> conversations. <laughs> <laughs> I'm choking on my saliva, JD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It I wasn't even that. It wasn't even like the fact that I said that. It was. It was just me. I'm sorry. And put my phone number in the description. It gives me hope. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. All right. Mm-hmm. Just don't worry about it. Did, did Did anyone else have any weird quotes they wanted to get out there before we? I feel like there's so much that I'm missing from my. From my childhood, but I, I, I can't. Well, I think it. maybe some of the stuff I have in my environment list might spring something for you. Okay, do let's, it. Let's do it. Okay, so here's what I have in environment, and this is why I didn't want to talk about Pixar movies, but Pixar movies have extremely, like, artistic depictions in the way that they do their animation. I, I don't know how I'm rambling about it. I'm just trying to be flamboyant about how I'm explaining the way Pixar does good work basically. So, mm-hmm. um, in Finding Nemo, there are a lot of shots of just open ocean, the scene with the boat, or the butt, right? Mm-hmm. There's that long, wide open shot, which is so much water. And then, yeah, I don't know. Finding Nemo, there's just very vivid shots that engrave my mind. The butt shot of the boat, um, the weird hyper light tunnel that the turtles mm-hmm. are in, and then the seagulls on the weird bobbling booth thing that movie is very artistic and as some of you may know i'm terrified of the of the open ocean so that stuff stuck with me a lot Wait, what about the scared of the open ocean yeah i hate the ocean what I about the beginning that. um the beginning sequence with a with a barracuda coming in yeah that's yeah, scary yeah. but but also it shows like the little cave and the in the deep like i love how yeah. the cave is light blue but then the the uh the ocean that's it's like the more you go into the just nothing ocean it becomes darker and darker yeah right yeah that that stuff very very um vivid in my mind when i think about that movie what about you guys with finding nemo oh with finding nemo you remember anything about it uh, i remember it pretty good i i liked it a lot as a kid just because i think the whole adventure and just a dad looking for a son. This is always kind of interesting to me. And like I, I thought it was like I think you rounded off really good. It's a really beautiful movie, and I think part of it was Pixar kind of showing off what they could like do, honestly. Because like I don't think there really is that kind of movie out there. Like there isn't really a movie about a fish in the ocean, but it's made in such a way that has so much beauty to it. So yeah, um, another one that's 
very similar, I think, is Wally. But the difference with Wally is that I don't remember anything about the end of the movie. I really just remember. You don't the remember tr- them standing up? What? They're like rolling around on the ship, right? Yep. There's the fat people. I, I, okay, I, like I kind of remember it now that you say it. But if you told me Wally, I really picture the trash planet. That's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the trash planet really sticks with you. I remember flying through this through space with a with a the canister. Mm-hmm. That that was great. I don't remember any of that. He uses a fire extinguisher to go through to propel himself through space. Right? It was a fire extinguisher, right? Yeah. I just yeah. remember like I just remember the trash planet. Yeah. And what a mm-hmm. cool design for an animated thing where he like collects trash and poops out of square. <laughs> yes. Like it's very fun. I, I like actually that. think that movie kind of loses some of its, I don't know, grandeur entertainment when they actually go to the, the spaceship with all the people on it because it, it kind of changes form in a weird way in my head because it goes from this, this like, oh, the, the world is, is dead because of us. And there's a little bit of guilt, but there's like, that's not what necessarily the focus is on. It's more about this, this robot meeting another robot that it's, it's like a love story. But then all of a sudden we kind of get thrusted into space with all the the humans. And then it's not so much about these two robots on this planet and maybe, I don't know, something being born from life. It's more about like everyone's fat and we need to to figure it out. (laughs) Otherwise a a boat's going to be telling us what to do with our lives. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, I I think the movie's stronger on the trash planet. And I think that's why in my brain I like it more there and that's what I remember. But robots can't love. Fight me, I think. <laughs> I don't know. I, do robots have soul? It's not even about ro- do robots love because you're watching an animated movie from Pixar. There's just a lot of heart there, right? Yeah. yeah. It it's almost. I mean, going you back can, to what we were talking about last episode, I think you if it was just them on a trash planet and him trying to figure out what's going on with this clean white robot, you could almost interpret it as symbolism for something, right? And I think it would have been more compelling for me if they had kept the mystery instead of being like oh here's human dystopia um yeah it was it was like where did people go and that question gets answered and i think it would have been better unanswered yeah like this robot is a connection to that maybe but it's the way i feel about how horizon zero dawn which is a video game handles where did the people go and what happened here? Mm. I wish they had taken that approach with Wally instead of just yes. Oh, here's the answer, right? But still, like that the the trash planet is very very um, potent. Just sticks with you. It might have been better if there was one human being left on Earth or something like that. And a I trash don't know, man in a trash planet. Yeah, maybe not make him like <laughs> Will Smith, I'm a legend. villain or a good guy or whatever. <laughs> just just you know someone there to like connect us to that but not necessarily give us all of it. Yeah. Speaking uh, of potent, do you remember when um, the girl in Brave tries to poison her mom? <laughs> nope. I, I never saw Brave. That actually. movie is really bad. Literally, really? Do ba- not like Baby it. bears. Brother bears. Brother That's bear. all I remember. She tries to poison her mom, and she doesn't even get get her comeuppance in the end. What about like Toy Story, the Toy Story series? I think there's a lot of iconic scenes. For me, the Dynaco gas station. Oh, yeah is very very cool visually in the pizza plant yeah. truck yeah and um there's a tree with jesse that i remember from toy story 2 is a blur for me really there's cones i actually owls, saw that one more owl's toy store owls evil toy. emperor zerg's toy barn yeah there, there's like the owl's e- toy barn come on down owl's toy barn <laughs> there's evil emperor zerg's fight 
Oh, I beginning. remember the opening. Yeah, the opening yeah, yeah. is very, very like memorable. Yeah, and then uh, the tree with Jesse is what I remember. Where he's like walking on the on the little like things, yeah. and and the um the song from two thousand one is playing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Did you know that Toy Story two is actually rated higher on Metacritic? I than, didn't know that. Yeah. Then uh, there's that really sad that? song with with when Jesse. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! I'm still like I still have like scarring flashbacks <laughs> to Jesse falling behind the bed. Oh, I'm, I know. Ugh. It's pretty sad. So sad. It's rough. Super sad. I think I connect it to parenting even though I'm not a parent. I don't the, know why. The um the thing that always weirded me out about that movie is in the end there's this blooper reel. And I was always like how do they have bloopers for an animated movie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's a they and they have there. they have like a fake animated marker like like they have a, f- a fake animated slate right remember right, 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 like right. marker <laughs> <I mean, laughs> just so weird. That is a weird thing. man. Do they do they actually have? No, that they the, they like the animated they animated like like fake bloopers, which yeah. I think is fun. I think that's cool, but like. I just I was always confused as a kid. Like he sits he sits in the tape roll. Yeah. And he gets stuck, and then he walks. Just well, isn't r- it because they mess up when they're talking or something, or did they straight up make? No, fake I think bloopers? they made fake bloopers. That's great. Yeah, that's actually really smart. Just to wrap up, um, a couple last environmental scenes that stuck with me in Pixar films. There is a scene in Monsters Inc. where it's a black room. There's like the black room, the shrapnel door and the red light where they're dropping him off. And it's the setup for the end, the payoff of the movie, right? Yeah. Where they catch the guy on camera or whatever. But, like, that scene is pretty eerie. Like, I mm. don't know. It's it's kind of creepy. Everything about Monsters, Inc. is weird, in my opinion. It's a good movie. It is very good. I remember being like, oh, man. My favorite part about that movie was was the doors. All yeah, of the doors, all the doors swinging. Oh, yeah. And you're like, oh, man, this is so cool. Also... The the like fake sushi restaurant in the beginning is really weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Remember they go to like a mall sushi restaurant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty pretty strange. Yeah, it's a weird movie. But yeah, yeah the doors really stick with you in yeah. that film. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm done with Pixar. I know I could probably mention a lot of other scenes. You guys want to mention anything from Pixar that sticks with you? Up when he throws, <laughs> it makes me cry when he starts throwing all the furniture out of his house. Yeah. Oh, man. Do you remember? So sad. Do you remember our high school film teacher's theory about Up? Yeah, that stuck with me. <laughs> that stuck with me real good. What was it? Okay, so Mr. Marshall, our film teacher, had the goodness gracious had the craziest theory about Up that I, I, I I've never heard a crazier theory from a person I've ever actually met. <laughs> he has this whole theory that the guy, the old man from Up buried his wife in his house which is why he wants to take his wife to africa and because he's and he talks and he he cites it when we were watching this movie he's like did you see that he talks to his house like he's talking to his wife and then there's a part i think his biggest um his biggest piece of evidence was that at the funeral there's no coffin yes mm-hmm. and then he walks de- he wa- he he turns around he's like sitting at the um at the like where the coffin should be and then he turns around and he walks into his house so you yeah. remember that uh podcast episode what was it everything comes from something episode 46 where we talked about over reading um and, and really <laughs> yes. looking into things that 
probably don't matter that much. Yeah. yeah. I'm just going to cite that for you to check yes. it out. Yeah, in any case. Don't yeah. touch up like that. That's, yeah, don't that's touch pretty up weird. like that. Yeah, surprise, surprise. It's a movie made for kids. So, you know. <laughs> so he probably didn't bury his, his wife, wife in his house. Yeah. I think that would really change the theme of, of the film. A little bit, yeah. yeah. It's it's kind of like how people always speculate about the great Pokemon war. And it almost makes the, the you know, the entire last half of that movie very weird. Yeah. I, I don't know. Well, because like, he also had this whole theory about it where he, they never actually went anywhere. He was actually just on drugs the whole time. This Mr. Marshall, I think I want to meet him. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I think he works at Apple somewhere in the No, movies. he doesn't. Okay. He's Fi- in Oklahoma. Final What? Um we are at we are at an hour ten, guys. Wow. Cool. We gotta wrap it up. Before we wrap it up with final thoughts, shout out to our executive producers. They're usually shouted out at the beginning, but I noticed that I forgot halfway through. <laughs> we love you guys. I'm sorry. Uh, shout out to Darren O'Neill, Kiana Layap, and Eric and Ariel Walk. Thank you for supporting the show. Again, if you want to support us on everything uh, in everything comes from something. This podcast is small. You can check us out at patreon.com slash ECFS podcast. Let's wrap it up with environmental scenes, guys. That word. Oh, gosh. I can't get away from it. Guys, 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 guys. Oh, well, we are guys. Hey, guys. I, I mean, I think that's good. So uh, for me, I have something or some sort of affinity for green hills and fresh air. There, there are There's a scene in Saving Private Ryan with a green hill and uh or or almost like green fields where the squad's walking through green fields and then there's this whole encounter with germans in a bunker and then a guy dies with morphine um and they're like trying to decide if they're going to kill that german when he's digging his grave Mm, that whole sequence really stuck with me Mm. the middle of that movie i'm saying that movie is fantastic but that scene in particular it's where the movie slows down and lets you breathe um same with train spotting actually there's like this scene where they're they go for a hike and it's like misty and green and a guy yeah, next talking to the about, train yeah he wants to get away from it all right yeah and that's like a breath of fresh air those really emotionally emotionally uh resonate with me just because i feel like there are times in my life where i get like breaths of fresh air in mm. areas of nature where you just kind of take a second you're like whoa right um yeah i don't know i, I wanted to bring those up because i thought they were cool yeah <laughs> i i don't necessarily have an environmental scene but i do have like a scene from a movie that has like impacted me is that okay yeah because okay. totally so like the i have my top three favorite movies i always like i, I pick them because they like have affected me in an emotional way i'd say uh or what am i saying like every single one of these movies is top three because i cried in them but there is this uh there's this scene in schindler's list at the very end that is like probably one of my favorite scenes in movies but it's uh if you don't know what the movie's about it's about this guy who he goes to nazi germany during world war ii to like make money basically because he knows he can make money off the war but he eventually feels bad about it and starts like trying to save like jews who end up in auschwitz and stuff and so he saves a bunch of people by getting them to come work at his factory and convincing nazis to come let them work for him basically and at the end of the movie it's all the people he's he's rescued and they're they're thanking him for what like he did for them and so like but he starts saying like no 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 no, i don't deserve it he's like look at this watch i could have sold this watch and saved 100 people or i could have sold my car and saved a thousand people and he's listing off all the things he could have done that he didn't do to like save people but then like one guy like 
who's kind of like his his friend through the whole thing like stops him and says stop it no you saved us like i i don't remember exactly what he says but basically just like no you can't do that to yourself we're thankful for it you did for us and you can't you know think about what you could have done you know but so like i uh i work with with middle schoolers and i work at a, a youth group but like i always run into these kids and i'm like i want to help them and all this stuff but like i always never feel like i'm doing enough and i have to like stop and remind myself sometimes that like like i i think about this scene and i'm like you know i i might think i'm not doing enough but you know i'm probably doing more than i I really think I am and, and stuff like that. And I've also realized like, I'm never going to feel like I'm doing enough, which is basically what this, this real life person. Cause Schindler's list about a real person probably felt like he probably didn't feel like he was doing enough when he was saving these people. He probably didn't feel like he was really doing a good thing. He probably always thought in the back of his head, I could have done this, but I didn't do it. So what but you're yeah. saying is you're comparing yourself to Oscar Schindler. Okay. That's sure. Good. <laughs> sure. Cameron. Sure. <laughs> In emotions, well, but yeah. as goofy as this topic is, I I think it really leads into one of the coolest parts about movies is that as you watch movies, certain ones stick out in the wrong reasons and and for, and for really weird mm. reasons, right? Yeah. But the best movies that you watch, the the moments that resonate with you have been cr- like masterfully crafted to hit you in those spots. Oh yeah. And then they stick with you for a good reason and for a long while too. Um. I like that you brought that up at the end, JD, because I'm sure that as you, the listener, is listening to this, you're thinking about, well, gee, what are what are some moments that I have experienced in movies that like stuck out and are weird? And so you're probably thinking of those inside jokes that you have with your friends or family, right, in certain movies. But really, it's hard to get past like the moments in films and movies that like really stick with you, right? Because um, we can talk about these little painted pictures or one-liners or action moments right and say oh haha this is funny maybe you even remember this scene too and that's great and all but like at the end of the day these little scenes don't matter they're just like for our goofy show right Mm -hmm. i think like what makes movies so approachable and fun is the fact that some movies aren't a dumb little side joke right they actually hit something that sticks with you for a long time and i don't know where i'm going with this but i i do think like it's important to discern like what we're talking about is for hopefully for you to find something that you laugh about. But at the same time, like it's not all a joke with movies. I mean, Cameron, you spent forever studying it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I obviously movies are for entertainment, but it is cool when they hit. Yeah. Then nothing is all just a joke, you know, like even like comedy shows and stuff like that. I think there's something, like it's a joke, but there's something to get usually from a comedy show. It's it's po it's talking about an ironic situation in someone's life or something like that. There's always I feel like something if you're really trying to learn, like you can learn. I guess is what I'm saying. But yeah, I think one of one of the things that bothers me about watching movies or or even talking about movies with some people is that they forget that someone spent the time to make that movie. Yeah. Right. And someone spent the time and thought about putting pieces together, whether things that resonate with you are intentional or not, right? Like, I have some things on here that are obviously intentional, and these are just final thoughts, but I think they, they're they side notes to what we're talking about, which is the bigger picture, right? I mentioned my final environments are there's a walker scene with a landing pad in Return of the Jedi, 
right? Very artistic. There's a walker on Endor. And then it's the scene. It's basically the scene that sets up before Luke meets his father. Yeah. I'm like, whoa, someone spent the time to like artistically craft that, right? And put it together. Same with Avengers Infinity War. There's a scene with on the planet Boromir, just a wide shot. I'm like, whoa, this is really weird looking. I don't think I could ever imagine anything looking like this. Mm-hmm. Super artistic. Uh, and then my final one was uh, Full Metal Jacket. There's a, a sniper scene. Everything's gray and all the buildings are exploded. And I'm like, that's visceral. I don't know. There's there's yeah. something about that. But all those small moments lead up to a greater emotional resonant, resonance in all uh, in both those three films. Um, and those are just small details. Now, sadly, the furnace in Home Alone that stuck out to me because oh I was a gosh. weird kid, right? Mm-hmm. That didn't really lead to that movie having emotional resonance besides nostalgia, right? Those the the amount of time that I spent as a as a young person thinking about that furnace, you know, it's not a long time, but it was a long enough time for me to bring it up on this podcast, right? Sure. Uh, and that makes that movie mean something to me. Whereas the person who designed that furnace probably wasn't thinking about like how important they were like, ah, oh, this is funny. He's a kid. He's scared. Uh. He they weren't thinking about like. Oh, a little kid is going to think about this furnace very strangely for a long time and then mention it on a podcast when he's 22, mm, right? I actually have a good closing story for this. All right. Okay. Um, so when I was applying for colleges, um, I went down to LA um, to talk with like some of the people from the departments and whatnot. And so I talked to the, the head of the film department at USC um, and he was... Uh, like a big visual effects coordinator for a long time in the industry. And one of, um, one of his movies, and I don't know if you guys have seen this movie, but one of his movies that he did as a favor, actually, mm-hmm. um, was clock stoppers. Do you guys remember clock stoppers? No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, this is a clock stoppers is a movie where, um, he gets a watch mm-hmm. and um, he could stop time. He could like freeze time, whatever. Um, it's a stupid movie. So it's click without. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, but not funny. Um, and so he, so like, I don't know. He goes, there's click shenanigans. Is, click isn't funny, but yeah. Anyways, there's <laughs> shenanigans and, uh, you know, fun ensues and whatnot. It's a bad movie, but I always remember there's you this cannot part. You have said that any more boringly <laughs> and then fun ensues and so <laughs> i'm trying to paint the picture there's okay, fun yeah. in games and then we move into Dark what are you the, of the back soul? of a vhs <laughs> um i always remember there's this one sequence where um he first showed someone else that he could freeze time and so um they're they freeze time and then they go outside and then there's like sprinklers going on right and they're all frozen and then and then she like she like moves the moves the water droplets you know in the air and whatnot. right right um and it would always like it always like stuck with me that I, I was like oh that's cool um and so this guy was like the visual effects coordinator for that movie and so <laughs> i brought up i brought up clock stoppers because i had looked him up beforehand and mm-hmm. so i brought up clock stoppers and he just like he just like stared at me and laughed and he was like it's always your age group that that brings up clock stoppers, <laughs> <laughs> and so why why I think that's funny though is is like the nostalgia aspect of it. I don't think people who are working on the f- on the films really like look at that as and like take that into consideration. You know, they I don't think they're looking for 
for you to to come back in like 20 years from now and be like, hey, I want to get into your college. Also, talk to me about working on, on clock, clock stoppers <laughs> or working on Spy Kids 3D. Or yeah, exactly. Like exactly. Yeah. Where? Yeah. No, I mean, I don't know. It's interesting. We're like Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Yeah. Did that he work on, terrible. Did he work on that? No. Oh, okay. Didn't. I think. How about Shrek 3? No. Okay. <laughs> She's getting too hot. <laughs> you need to. You I need remember to George me. Lopez is in that movie. Yeah. He is. Yeah. What's up, JD? You need to show me this Tim and Eric uh, Shrek the Third trailer. Let's do it. Ladies okay. and gentlemen, this <laughs> has been Everything Comes From Something, episode 47. Thank you for joining us. JD, thank you for joining us and having a good old friend conversation. This has been a pretty laid back episode for sure. Yeah. I knew it was going to be unprofessional with you. Oh, it's it's the story of my you life. Look at him. He's coming in here with a Hawaiian shirt on. Yeah. I struggle Gosh. with professionalism, but that's okay. I'm in the, the right line of work. <laughs>